Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hood, and I wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, before I take off for my float trip, I'm doing another Alaskan float trip tomorrow, heading out early first thing, but there's a whole lot of stuff going on. I just got back from Texas with the CR2 crew. We had class, well, or we had Guardian, I did the Geary thing. And so it's just been boom, 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 one thing after another. I feel like overwhelmed. But anyway, uh, but I want to talk to you guys because what dropped today, September 7, 2022, if you're listening later, the new Zeiss LRP S3s were announced this morning. I did a live stream, uh, which if you go to the high TV and you have the app and downloaded it and saw, I did a quick little live stream last night, showed you some of the things without giving away everything. A nice thing about the live stream, I could have it in my hand and talk about it and be just far enough away from the camera where you're not 100% sure, you know, what's going on. But anyway, uh, so there's a live stream with some information on the Sniper's Hide app in the high tv section as well we have a thread in the optics area that gives the press release some product reviews i actually shot the s3 at the guardian match i shot the 4 to 25 and that guy man what a monster with the elevation in that thing 46 mils of elevation I have it on a 20 MOA base, right, with individual rings, and I have 33 mils of usable on a 20 MOA base. Go figure that. Imagine if you put a 40 on there, you're going to go get that freaking 46 or whatever it is. That's a crazy amount. Then the other product that launched is the 6 to 36. So you got a big and a small. So the 4 to 25 is sort of an ultra short, but not ultra, ultra short. It's a short scope. The 6 to 36 is your high speed, high magnum, high magnification scope. That guy, um, real nice, great focus. These guys are retailing for under 2,500 bucks. The 6 to 36 is like $24.99, and I think the 4 to 25 is like $22.99, something like that retail. Um, you know, but double check with your preferred vendor. Anyway, um, but like 22 guys, the inside focus on these scopes is insane. I mean, like I was looking at targets, and they were talking about, well, for Rimfire, because we did a demo with them. Right, so Zeiss came out to the range out here in Fort Morgan, had Mile High with us, had a bunch of people, and we did a demo. And so then they're talking like, you know, rimfire competition, and we're like, well, we're all shooting normal stuff. We're shooting center fire and far. So I'm like, rimfire, huh? Rimfire, huh? You mentioned rimfire several times. So I go out, and I have rimfire stands and shit set up, and I put a target out there, and I'm like looking at it, and I'm checking it out, and I'm like, wow. This thing's focusing really, really nice, you know? Well, then I'm like, wait a minute. This is kind of focusing a little too good because I'm on max friggin' power, like 36 power, and I'm focusing close. So now I go and I grab a, a, a stand and I put one of the uh, fern strips in there, 
and I staple the dollar bill to it. And I'm reading the dollar bill like it's in my hand. And I mean, I'm like, okay, well, this is good. Maybe it's not blowing my mind out. Maybe, what do I got to compare it to? So I had another scope here. I had OEM, a 5 to 30, right? So I got this 5 to 30 new scope, scope I like, scope I'm shooting a bunch and everything like that. And I go and I put that guy on the same target, not even in the same ballpark. I was like, oh, man, you know, this thing's on 36 power and I'm focusing perfect and I got to bring this other guy down in order to get any kind of focus. And George Washington still looked like he was wearing a mask. I mean, old Georgie's out there to rob a bank of their bucks. And, you know, it was like, dang, this Zeiss is blowing it out of the water. So I was like, holy cow, man, these things were nice. But then it gets beyond that because, like I said, I had it and I'm shooting it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm there. I'm shooting it. Like that. So anyway, I'm shooting that guy. And we got some people from out of town. We're doing a class. It's hot out, man. It's like 96 out right now. It's been like 90s plus for a while in Colorado. My range has no shade. You know, so we're shooting mild targets on Sunday and everybody. And guys are boom, impact mile, boom, impact mile. And it's a little soupy, but it's not too bad, you know, because we did the class with Mark and all that. And we talked a little bit about it. But, you know, on Sunday gives us that opportunity to let everybody stretch their legs. That's the new bucket list, right? You want to shoot a mile, you come see Frank, you go to Fort Morgan, boom, we shoot a mile. You want to go beyond the mile, we could do that guy too. I go all the way 29.50. But... In the regular class, if your gun's capable, we'll take a couple shots at a mile. I got no worries with that. So one student has sees, you know, we got the Zeiss on a scope or on a rifle and all that, and it's a six mil and it's shooting really nice. Game gun. And he's like, Hey, can I shoot the mile with that rifle? And it's like, sure you can. There's ammo, there's the rifle, there's the mile, go for it. And this guy, unsolicited, who shoots a Collis, by the way, a Collis, K5-25, a nice scope, which I think is a great scope, he goes, whoa, I can really define that target a lot better because the edge aren't floating in the soup. The edges aren't floating in the soup. You know what I mean? I mean, the Zeiss are nice. LRP. S3, 4 to 25, 6 to 36. Nice features. Check it out on Sniper's Hide. All right, now I'm going to change direction a little bit. Ah, uh, maybe I'm going to, it's going to be a short one. But um, I probably should talk more about this ice because, like I said, I did take it to Guardian. I did shoot it. I did enjoy it. Um, had no drama with it shooting it at Guardian. I did a, a top 20 in the individual, and I did a top five as a team. So I think it served me pretty well in both those contexts. I'm not the spring chicken I was, and I don't light these matches on fire as if I ever did, but I still hold my own fairly well for not doing them that often. But um, no, I thought the Zeiss performed excellent in those field conditions, find them, range them, engage them type of thing. You know what I mean? In big swings where you're, oh, shoot, where's that target? Is it the one I'm supposed to be looking at? 
oh shoot, I'm over here completely opposite side of this range looking at something completely different. Is that the target? Where's those little ducks at? Oh, there they are. You know, that kind of stuff. But um, no, I thought they performed really well. But check out the live stream. Check out the uh, stuff on Sniper's Hide in the forum and, you know, get some more info on there because I'm digging them. Anyway, so Cameo had a blast. Get Gary on the podcast, right? So that was a good time for all. There's a bunch of photographs coming out now. Really great time. And he just did a video. Um, I want to thank everybody there. Um, Heidi, thank you for the note on the mug. I appreciate that. And um, But he did a video, like a little teaser video. And it really, really captures the spirit of a Guardian match. I want to give him props to that. He sent me kind of a sneak preek. He's like... Hey, what do you think of this? He's got a text. You know what I mean? It's Gary. It's like, hey, what do you think of this? Let me know. It's like, whoa, dude, that was really, really good. You guys are knocking it out of the park with their media, what they're doing. I mean, because you get to see like, hey, everybody say hi to your partner. Hey, everybody. You know, it's like a good time. And so, um, yeah, big shout out to Guardian. Big shout out to Cameo. Um, all that stuff. Then, God, as if I'm not busy enough. Head on down to Texas. Flew down to Texas on Thursday last week. CR2 crew. They had a double class, which was shrewd. right? They had a day class and a night class. So Roberts and I did the night class, and Rance and Ruben did the day. Uh, or now, backwards. Who am I? Whoa. So Roberts and I did the day class. Rance and Ruben did the night stuff. And they went out and shot at night, all kinds of kit, this, you know, all those unique little things that come into shooting at night. I mean, other than the staying up late, I kind of miss because at Rifles Only, we used to shoot a lot at night. A lot of those units would come in and we'd have to shoot at night and do all that kind of stuff. But um, God dang, man, it, it, it was it was interesting seeing all that gear coming through in the thermal and, and taking care of that and, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue in a minute, but I want to say thanks to uh, Roberts and Rance for letting me do the day class with uh, Chris Roberts there. We did kind of a hybrid where I did a little bit more of me instructing, like a couple pieces of my PowerPoint. The weaponized math, it seemed like the weaponized math really, you know, caught on. Now, I did find one way you will see a limitation in weaponized math, and, that, and we kind of knew this. But it, it, if we hadn't mentioned it before, if you're running like an 18-inch barrel, you're going to see the numbers are going to be different. You know what I mean? The sh if your barrel is really short and you're not, you know, up there with your muzz velocity, you're probably going to see the numbers spread once you pass 600. You know what I mean? But what are you really expecting if you got an 18-inch barrel? You know, are you thinking you're going to get minute-to-man accuracy just on a whim that way? Or do you think you got to dope it first? Um, Mark came up with a really good line that doping your rifle is a process, not an event. You know, it's something you have to do and fine tune and double check and clarify and make sure it's right. So weaponized math is one of those tools and it works really, really well. And we got to highlight it in the CR2 class. So that was really good. Hang on. I'm having a drink because I'm not breathing. But anyway, so, um, yeah, then we did that. A lot of rain, man. Oh, my God, it poured the entire time we were in Texas. 
just downpoured, muddy, nasty, scorpions everywhere, bugs. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Roberts brought a snake home. It's like, dude, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, anyway, some snake got in his kit. When he jumped it out, it was like snake on the floor. Oh, shit, where'd that come from? And um, But that's kind of fun. That's Texas, man. Everything in Texas is trying to bite you. It's like, man, if it lives outside, it wants your ass. And then there was some kind of crazy chupacabra thing that uh, Nick down there, uh, if you know Melon Creek, uh, Bridal Iron and all that, Nick, shout out to Nick and all, we're down there. We were looking through thermals. And I had the infrared thermals, right? So you, on Sniper's Hide, you can look at that infrared stuff. So we're using the infrared thermals, and we're out the back, and we got the um, the iPro 6 or something it's called. Nice little monocular unit, right? So we're kind of scanning and scanning. Hey, there's a cat over there. There's some rabbits over there. And we're cruising through, and all of a sudden he's like, hey, like right across the driveway. Had only be maybe like 35, 40 yards away. He's like, hey, is that a coyote? And it's like, no, I don't think it's a coyote. Maybe it's a bobcat. No, it's got a tail. I don't think it's a bobcat, but it's not a coyote either. So then we just gaffed it off because then it ran away. But it was close, and it was right there in, like, the parking area. And so we do our thing, we do a thing. Then Nick is like, Nick comes in one night around dinner and everything, and he's like, oh, whoa, dudes. Did you see there was three chupacabra things on the other side of the property right here behind the house? And he goes, I don't know what they were. They had like a flat nose, but a long tail. And they were all, and we're like, dude, we saw that through the thermal, but we didn't know what it was. We thought it was a coyote, but then maybe it wasn't. Is it like mange? Dude, we saw three South Texas chupacabras. We caught you guys, man. We caught them. We just didn't do video. You know, but we got an eyewitness account, multiple eyewitnesses, three corroborating people to say we saw South Texas chupacabras. Boom. I bet you they came over with our open border. I guarantee that's what happened. They freaking snuck right across. And now we got probably like Mexican chupacabras in Texas. So anyway, we saw these crazy looking animals and stuff. And I think they came up. So if your goats go missing, boom, you know where they went chupacabra so be careful out there and be safe so anyway we did the class um cr2 really good guys had a fun time shooting at night we shot during the day we went through did our things did positionals bing bang boom i get on an airplane monday i'm back here now i'm getting ready to go on a 10 day or so float trip about 120 miles on a river somewhere near fairbanks I don't know which river I'm going to yet. Um, they know. They're in Alaska right now planning the trip. So I'm just going to fly there with too much gear and go. So I'm actually bringing a rifle this time. And first off, I want to say I hate the fucking hunting industry. I hate everything you do. I think you have half a fucking brain. And I can't stand that we're in the same gun industry together because the hunting industry has fucking got its head up its ass and it sucks. I went to the giant Aurora where the freaking movie theater, Bass Pro right near the airport. I went to Sportsman's Warehouse and you can't get half the shit I need. And mainly one of the problems is my rifle has a vertical grip and nothing works. I even lowered the rings. Nothing works because I got a vertical grip. And it seems like 
in the hunting, I mean, you guys got great shit. Really Gucci high-speed bags. Like, I mean, there's racks. Like, if you've ever been to, like, a TJ Maxx and, like, see the, you know, the expired last year's winter coat racks, like, there is a rack that long of gun bags. Hey, man, I want a waterproof floaty bag. Okay, why is every waterproof floaty bag, and there's only, like, two, why do they assume if you need a waterproof floaty bag, it's for a shotgun, and you're not going to have a scope? Number two... Who says we're mounting a fucking scope a half inch over the rifle? Okay. I have a height over bore. I have a vertical grip. Nothing you make in your industry fits. It's like, oh my God. Now, granted, I did this last minute, so I'm going to place 75% of the blame on me for not preparing for this part of the trip to that degree prior. But I was assuming, which again, 75% of the blame's going on me, mainly for assuming that I can go into this giant Bass Pro that has a fish tank, a hunting section, mounts bigger than fucking me, that I'm going to find pretty much everything I need. None of it. Even a dry bag. It was like I had to go to two places to get the, a, a dry bag bigger than like 60 liter. And then the long bags, none of them are long enough. They're all like, you know, two feet. And it's it's like, what are you putting in a, you know, six inch round, two foot long bag? I have no friggin' clue. But it's like all these stuff sack bags. It's like, you know, I got a three inch. I got a six inch. I got an eight inch. And that's it. It's three inch, six inch, eight inch. Oh, there's your dry stuff. It's like, no, I'm going out. I mean, granted, I probably could be in Alaska and find much of this because they use it, but I'm not really there. And here was the other problem, all right? So, you know, you you hear our travel schedule. You hear when Mark's talking, Alaska class, this class. So I come back and I go to Iowa. Then the following week, you know, we come back, go to Garden. Then the next week, we come back and go to Texas. So I'm not having anything shipped here. Because nobody's home to sign for it or to get it or to get it off the porch. You know what I mean? So I didn't go and order stuff because I'm hoping I can go in Bass Pro and go hunt shopping. You know what I mean? And it's like I go in the waiter section because I need waiter. And it's like nobody helps me. I'm wandering in circles for a fucking hour. It's like finally I bought women's waiters because they fit me good, man. And I'm like, cool. They're a little cheaper. I am only need to get them to get in and out of the boat. I'm really not doing nothing. So I bought a pair of chicks waiters because there was nobody there to help me. And I wasn't going to know what size in them booties and the shoes and what shoes go with what. So I got a one piece type of deal with the boot, the muck boot kind of into the thing. And it was ones for chicks and it fits. You know what I mean? So I'm like, fuck you guys. But nobody helped. It's like, you guys suck. It's like, you know, what the fuck, you know? Um, But it's like, I had options for rifles. But then nobody has a long action action stock I could just buy off a shelf. You know, I kind of want the MDT hunting. But again, that's got a vertical grip. So that won't fit any fucking bags either. You know, because I can throw, I got a 300 PRC sitting right here, but it's big, it's heavy, I didn't want to really haul it. I can because I'm going to be in a boat, but it's really set up for ELR. I mean, it's got a pretty substantial barrel on it. It's an ELR gun more than it's a um, 
hunting rifle. You know, so I got a, I got another one, barreled action, but the stock got a vertical grip. But you want to go look, get me a chassis, do this, do that. Maybe I'll put something to get. No, can't do that. Nobody has a long action. It's it's like, uh, I'm going to start over. You know what I'm going to do? This That's going to be my damn fucking pet project this winter. Is I'm going to talk hunting. And I'm going to spec shit out and I'm going to build something. In fact, I talked to um Garrison over there. And I was saying I want to have rifles built and shit. And I was telling him I, I'm going to do... I got those surgeons. I took in some surgeons. I'm going to build them fucking hunting rifles on surgeons because I got some actions here. I got a long. I'm going to build a big boom, maybe a Norma 338 with a proof, and I'm going to do it in the way I want it. I'm going to be done right, and I I won't put a vertical grip because I can't have one, even though I like one, but I'm going to pick the right stock, and I'm going to make it the way I want it, but it's like, God damn, I want a vertical grip. No, oh, you can't have one. It's like... No bag works. So that's annoying as shit. But I'm going to like spec out like a hunting rifle. I mean, this is the one I got right now. Nothing wrong with it. It's 14 and a half pounds. You know what I mean? I got a Night Force 4 to 16 on it. I got tactical shit on it. I put it, I had, I sunk it down lower in like badger rings. And then it's like a uh, waste of time. Nothing fits in the bag. I tried to sink it down as low as I could. Maybe it had fit in this bag that I got. No, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with it and see how lucky I get. Cause I ain't got a fucking bag. Piece of shits. Anyway, it is what it is, you know, but, um, yeah, I'm just over this whole, like this hunting community. You guys fucking got your heads up your ass. The mere fact you could walk out 50 yards and fucking shoot something is not impressive. Nobody gives a fuck that you can sit there all day and ambush something when it walks by you. You know, I get it. And and it's like, you know, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but I'm saying change the way we do shit. Try to fucking modernize. I mean, look at the leaps and bounds we made just because competition came around and doing all that and how stocks have changed, chassis have changed, the adjustability, the weight systems, lowering the center of gravities, all those little things that came out of trying to do a comp a little faster and a little more accurate. Well, why can't you do hunting a little faster and a little more accurate? You know, we all laugh. I mean, for years, oh, you know, uh, dead-eyed dick over there. Yeah, yeah, dicky, he's going to hit his pie plates and then go out. And everybody laughs every year. Oh, dead-eyed dicky, he's going to do his pie. It's like, well, why wouldn't you do dick a favor and make it better for him and show him how to do it a little better and use the modern tools we're using in competition to now help the hunting community be more effective? Then you won't have to pump four fucking rounds into something and hope your barns, yada, 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 expands because you can't hit him in the right fucking spot. You know, it, it's like... Dude, let's start doing this shit a favor because, like, walking through that place and looking at what's going on for that community, it's, like, looks really cool. It's really well made until you get up to it and go, how is this supposed to work for anything but a rifle with iron sights? You know, a shotgun. And, And it's, like, that's all that's out there. Rifle with iron sights or a shotgun or one of those little bitty pencil thin fucking compacty things where they slam the scope down to nothing and they put that little bitty thing that's like for my daughter, you know? It's like, okay, I'm going to shoot a big-ass magnum in a rifle made for my daughter. Okay, good luck. 
Yeah. And then you're flinching, you're afraid, you're hitting the animal in the ass, you're fucking breaking its back, you're doing this and the thing's looking at you like, what the fuck did I do to you, dude? Couldn't you just kill me once? You know? Instead, you gotta do all kinds of crazy shit. But no, man, let's do smarter for these guys. But these are supposed to be, they're bread and butter. Hunting. And it's like, none of that'll work. None of that'll work. What are they hunting? How are they hunting? I have no clue. None of that's going to work. And it's like, I have no idea. It's not like I don't know how to walk through the woods, right? Did that in the Marine Corps a bunch of times. Oh, I've walked through the woods before. You know, it's it's like, not like I didn't know how to walk through the woods carrying a pack and a rifle. Walked through the woods carrying a pack and a rifle before. So I don't get why, you know, why we can't find other smarter ways of doing this. You know, I don't know. It's craziness. But... I wanted to drop this line in case I get eaten by a grizzly bear. I wanted to say thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Thanks for the Sniper's Hide stuffs. Nah, we're fun. I'm, I, got the, I got the 10. I got the 10 in the big board, so we'll be good again. Anyway, so Zeiss LRP S3. Check it out on the hide or find from your local dealer. Uh, almost 1200 bucks cheaper than the S5, I think it is. Easily a thousand bucks cheaper than the S5. Um, great features to it. Forty-six to forty-nine mils of usable in the four to twenty-five. Great up close focusing. Super nice glass in it. Turrets feel good. Really simplistic. Locking windage. Um, zero stop on the elevation. And what else? There was there was something else, something else. Oh, close focus, I said. Great Zeiss glass. It's the same reticle as the S5. So, Millen MOA reticle, same as the Millen MOA in the S5. Uh, no difference in the reticle there. And there was one other feature on the turrets that I was going to say. Mm, what was that other on the turret? Locking, zero stop. No, that was pretty much it. Oh, and then you have the adjustable... Um, throw lever so the lefties can move it to another spot so it's a three position throw lever for it which is included it is the uh preset zero stop uh real simplistic on the elevation locking windage with a adjustable rev limiter you can either remove the rev limiter or keep the rev limiter in place so you don't overspin windage and then, like I said, uh, that's pretty much it, man. Real straightforward. Nothing crazy, you know? But those are the two Zeises. Uh, $22.99 and $24.99 is the price points for those guys. I think you guys will like them, man. I'm, I'm enjoying shooting them, and I had a really good time. So that's where we are at. Alrighty, guys, I'm on a plane to Alaska. I'm up in the bush. We got 10 days floating 120 miles on a river. If I happen to see something, I brought a spare raft. I have the tags, and we will shoot it. If I don't see anything I like, well, then I won't, and we'll just have a good time sleeping under the stars up by the Arctic Circle. I'm probably going to get rained and snowed on, so hopefully I don't get hypothermia. Anyway, <laughs> We will talk to you guys later. Thanks a lot.